No one has allegedly murdered two people and then played an entire season as a professional athlete. I can't wait to be free. I'm Aaron Hernandez from Bristol, Connecticut. I play at Bristol Central High School. Aaron Hernandez was a different level of athlete. He was kind. He wasn't someone who picked on other kids. He's one of the best players in America. Get him the ball. The Patriots reward him with a $40 million contract. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing Killer Inside, the mind of Aaron Hernandez, directed by Gino McDermott. What led to the mysterious fall and shocking death of NFL superstar Aaron Hernandez. That's a synopsis given from Netflix. I have a kind of a love-hate relationship with true crime. One, the glorification of it is kind of troubling for me. But number two, something about true crime is indefinitely uh, just fascinating to me personally. And a lot of people out there as well. I think ever since the creation of serial podcasts uh, within the last five, five to ten years, it's really blossomed and blossomed into something that you know I've I've wanted to continue to follow up true crime, see what's happening. You know, it's it's very fascinating to me to watch the process of of true crime to find out um, what is the cause of you know this, that, or the other. This specific documentary is focused on the former Patriots player, Aaron Hernandez. So, Aaron Hernandez was pretty much, in in my scope, the only thing I knew him for was being a professional uh, NFL player and uh, having some troubling upbringings and maybe just being a little bit excessive off the, uh, you know, just a lot to handle off of the field. And so I wanted to watch this documentary to see if I couldn't find out a little bit more about the individual uh, Aaron Hernandez and uh, the trials, tribulations, the victims, the people he affected, all all of the above. And so with this documentary, uh, sitting around three hours and 22 minutes I thought this was pretty well paced maybe that second episode was a little bit uh, chonky for me just a little bit thick and giving us information reiterating information that we might have already known you know how could this superstar do this how he was an NFL player he had everything it's like yeah I know but what I'm really looking for is reasoning why did Aaron Hernandez, um, you know, commit atrocities, or why was he accused of it, or why, you know, why was it committed? This, that, and the other. So, um, let me talk about some pros and cons of the documentary before kind of really going into some details of and possible spoilers. I'll, I'll let you know before we get into it. And uh, I do want to let everyone know that I don't want to this podcast is primarily going to be focused on the murderer uh, Aaron Hernandez and I don't want it to take away from the victims that he um, in, in 
and the crimes that he's uh, accused of doing. Uh, I think something about true crime is kind of sticky when it comes down to um, talking about the victims and talking about the murderer because we generally tend to talk about the murderer or the person who's accused of doing the crime about two to three times as much as we do the victim because generally the victim was undeserving of it. They weren't living a life of crime. They were just a lot of times wrong place, wrong time. And so it just generally makes it a little bit slightly less, you, you could say it's slightly less interesting to look at a normal person and then see why they got murdered versus look at someone crazy and see why they're going to murder somebody. So I do want to just kind of touch on that. Just the, the fetishizing, fetishizing the, the murderer is not something I want to do, but it's just, uh, this is, this podcast is going to primarily focused on the murder or on the crime. The pros of this documentary, lots of footage, like a surprising amount of footage, like to the point where I, I don't even know why this didn't happen sooner. I, I'm pretty sure the, uh, the, um, footage all of all of the footage they had of Aaron Hernandez seems so up to date and relevant almost to a disturbingly personal degree like they have cameras at places where the the crime scene was happening places he was before the crime scene places he was after the crime scene uh, they have cameras of him in his house they have audio of him in the jail they have audio of him before and after the crime it, it there's so much evidence a overwhelming amount of evidence and overwhelming amount of footage that it's just like holy shit i mean we're, we're right there with them um this documentary also touches on how football is impacting the youth in the first episode they really talk about just the discipline and really the uh I don't want to say trials and tribulations, but the um, the toll that football can take on a young person's life. And, well, they start to touch on some of the diseases that can come, come about from it, um, such as CTE, which is touched on in the latter episode. The cinematography of the city of, I believe it's Connecticut or... Uh, somewhere in New England area um, it's beautiful um, I think some of the drone shots drone shots in uh, in documentaries can become excessive the one I'm thinking of the most is the, the four hour Michael Jackson documentary which is like two hours of drone shots because it was all audio and talking heads the good thing about this documentary if you want to say it's a good thing is that we do have all that, that footage and all of that court um, courtroom footage as well um, it feels very much like there's much more of an expansive view and perspective expansive expansive perspectives on this documentary um let me see they did take the time in this documentary let's just say there's probably about 30 something minutes dedicated specifically to um odin's perspective who was the uh the victim in this in the latter case not the boston case there's there's actually technically multiple murder cases that aaron hernandez has to go on trial for um in this documentary and so we generally focus on the latter one which was uh the odin perspective and so 
I will say I, I, I'm glad that they showed the perspective of Odin, his family, the people that were affected by it, obviously his, his, his mother, his sisters, and people around him, his best friend, um, their perspectives on um, Hernandez and the whole situation as a whole. Um, some of the cons about this uh, documentary specifically, the intro... It's like a 007 intro. Um, why glorify him? I, the more I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it. Uh, my, one of my favorite true crime, um, one of my favorite true crime documentaries is The Jinx, probably of all time at, at this point. Um, the Jinx does have this kind of fancy, high quality reenactment intro, and there's sort of that quality to this, but. There's something about the jinx that doesn't make it feel like they're glorifying the man and they're showing more of the life story. For Netflix, the intro for this Killer Inside documentary, um, it straight up looks like 007. I mean, there's there's the gun, people being, you know, him him being a superstar, superstar on the NFL, you know, team, uh, Patriots team. It shows him basically being glorified and then kind of showing you know slight bits of um you know crime in between it and i just wasn't crazy about the uh, the intro just it didn't feel like it fit the right tone um uh i yeah and i will say they didn't talk about the victim nearly as much but like i said earlier it's probably because he was a nice guy he you know how much do you want to talk about uh, three hours of a nice guy you know it's um it's it's obviously a shame what happened and it and it's disturbing on a level that Aaron Hernandez didn't seem to really realize or comprehend what level of uh, a reality he was living on. I mean, he he generally was acting like a sociopath in, 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 in ways that wouldn't make sense if he didn't have something wrong with him. Um. So let's talk about spoilers for the Aaron Hernandez documentary real quick. Um, this documentary shows out uh, shows uh, a lot of Aaron Hernandez's family life, about his father, about how it was difficult growing up. His mother wasn't that great, uh, and towards his latter years, um, once he lost a lot of that uh, parental guidance, it really just shifted him, shifted him in the worst ways. Um, it was definitely abusive in many ways. He might have had, uh, he might have been touched as a kid, it, you know, abused. Um, they also talk about um, perspectives from other Patriot players and NFL players and college players. I think they talk about his time in, um, on the Gators and uh, with Tim Tebow's dumb smiling ass, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I could go on an, an hour rant about why I don't like Tim Tebow, and I'm sorry if you do, but that guy just pisses me off so bad. I don't know why. He just, he he, he, he comes off as the epitome of a flake, uh, a fake flake or something like that. I don't know. He's, the way, I mean, just the interview they had of him talking about Aaron Hernandez um, and him smiling about it the the entire time, I was like, "Get this guy out of here!" I don't know, it's, it's pissing me off. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, I I did like how the 
some of the talking heads, I don't remember if it was someone that was a journalist or something like that, said that, you know, a lot of the times the victim is overshadowed uh, from the killer. Um, So I think it's, like I said, it's important to have this in here and talk about the people that were affected. Hernandezing, a viral sensation. When they discuss about Aaron Hernandez being arrested, uh, they definitely talk about the viral sensation that happened around the world. I mean, the majority of people just don't take it seriously. You know, they don't really understand what's going on and all they see is surface level shit. And so when they see one of their favorite when people see one of their favorite super superstars taken out in handcuffs and with a shirt on in an interesting way, yeah, it's probably going to cause, I don't know, a viral sensation is not exactly what I would have, you know, told people to do. It's not some sort of challenge, but um, it's interesting the way that people take it. It's like, you're mimicking a murderer. It's like, I, I don't understand what or, or an accused murderer at that point. So it's like, I'm not really sure what people are, uh, <laughs> why people would do that. I'm it just, there's, I don't know. Um, I love that they talk about the, the perspective of people that have the same name as Aaron Hernandez. Cause given that's kind of a, it sounds like it would be a common name. Um, <laughs> he says that he can't, one of the guys that was named Aaron Hernandez says he can't wear his, Hernandez jerseys anymore because everyone thinks that he's wearing Ann Hernandez. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, although it's fucked up too. Uh, the uh, the crew perspective. Yeah, we already talked about that. You know how how everyone uh, how everyone thought about Aaron. You know everyone pretty much said he was a pretty nice guy. He just needed some guidance. Um, are all jail conversations recorded? I thought this was something pretty interesting. I mean, half the half the uh, documentary is of recorded conversations of him in jail. A lot of it mostly hopeful, a little bit some of it uh, anti-LGBT. But um, I was uh, surprised to hear how intimate the conversations we were hearing that were in jail. So it's like are all conversations in jail being recorded and re-listened to? It's like, whoa. And so does every inmate have like their own file of voice recordings they've had with somebody? I, I have so many questions after watching this, especially just the legalities of how they were able to get all of this stuff, uh, all of the footage. So the merchandise perspective, there's there's a lot of perspectives within this documentary. I wanted to talk about the merchandising. Um, what happens when a superstar commits a, a crime? Well, it seemed that the year that the Patriots were doing, that year they were doing really well when Aaron Hernandez was caught. Um, they said everyone with an Aaron Hernandez jersey can return it for a new one. And so, not a, a, a different jersey, I guess, so. There's a costly, uh, there, there is a big cost to having uh, someone do something this crazy. Um, court perspective, in the third episode, we very much see the majority of Hernandez in court. And uh, 
I thought one of the most interesting uh, people that they were interviewing were uh, Robert Kraft. Uh, Robert Kraft had only mostly good things to say about Aaron Hernandez. And then he gets on the stand and you see how uh, Hernandez starts to act when Robert Kraft is within the room. And it's it's weird to see Kraft uh, being questioned in, in a way like that. You know, he's a billionaire normally in a box seat eating popcorn and drinking something i don't know living the life basically in in the back of a massage parlor i don't know <laughs> he's usually doing not sitting on on a stand in court and so it was very odd to see him there um i kind of wish the coach would have been honestly but um you could see how hernandez very much looked up to the coaches you know and uh, the owners of the team and, and people on the team um and I think there's a way that he did feel like he let them down in a way. Um, although the crime was extremely sloppy. I mean, they showed cameras everywhere. They showed text messages. They showed lack of, you know, they didn't even try to clean up the the thing. They didn't even try to clean up the crime. And one of the girlfriends took out the gun. I mean, there, there was a lot of uh, bad shit going on. I'm not really, I don't really understand how the, um, sister sorry his girlfriend did not get in trouble um and by the way the victim of the crime was almost going to be the brother-in-law of Aaron Hernandez they were dating st uh, sisters that this and the sisters are not on very good terms they're, they're estranged sisters um let me see um I got the night of uh show feelings if anyone saw hbo the night of i got very much that same vibes from that um obviously it's not based on a true story or anything like that but that was done very well the family having to hear the crime um that was hard to watch i you know you you watch the mother have to hear what aaron hernandez and the guys did to uh odin and you know shot him in the shoulder shot him in the back shot him in kill shot like the it just very difficult very descript and with photos it was just uh very difficult to watch um let me see um this also talks about how football connects people i i don't want to talk all about just the bad things about football i think that what football did for aaron hernandez if you want to talk about the positive things um it gave him structure and it, the coaches definitely talk about how, uh, specifically Hernandez, they didn't want him to go home. They were trying to keep him from going back to Connecticut so he wouldn't get um, go on drugs or you know do anything crazy or anything like that. They wanted him to stay, um, you know, with the Patriots, with the team, all that stuff. Um, and actually, some of the people that were around Hernandez didn't want him to go back to Connecticut either. They said they wanted him to go. They liked the Patriots, but they thought it was too close to home. So I just, uh, I, I was just thinking, wow, you know, what if he had gone to a different team? What if he had done this, that, the other? You know, would would things be different? Um, let me see. Like, yeah, they have multiple indoor cameras of Aaron Hernandez in his house. They're probably, like, security cameras. I, I heard that he had bought... They, they they explained that he bought security cameras for his house when um, he had gotten into an altercation with... I think it was Odin? 
um, or, or sorry, sorry, there was another guy that he had gotten in an altercation with. I forgot his name at the moment, but um, he, Aaron Hernandez apparently tried to kill this guy. And uh, I'm trying to find this guy. Don't see. Don't see that guy. Nah, there's one guy that he was uh, accused of shooting after having an altercation and leaving him in a parking lot and it ended up that he had he was still alive. And so, yeah, I don't know where the hell he... They don't have him on IMDb, so I can't find him. Um, but anyways, they... Uh, they show multiple different crimes, multiple different people upset with them. I mean, clearly Aaron Hernandez was in... Uh, a bad way and so that's why he was buying security cameras and whatnot and the security cameras almost were more uh, against him than anything because they start using footage of him the following day after the the murder of Odin and in after the they seem fine all three of the guys that were accused of doing it are all hanging out at the house with the baby and just doing whatever and um, Hernandez was saying his case was that, you know, I, it was the other two guys that were with me that night. It wasn't me. And, you know, I was scared for my life, which is obviously not true. I mean, you saw them, they were all hanging out with his baby and they were just hanging out. They didn't seem like anything had gone wrong. Um, let's talk about one aspect of this documentary that I was not expecting. And I can't remember if I had heard this before or after his death. I feel like I might have heard it a little bit, but Aaron Hernandez had a, a secret sexuality part of his life, if that makes sense. I'm not exactly sure if Aaron Hernandez was bisexual or gay, but this was a big part of what the media was trying to spin at the time. And so the problem is, well, growing up, Aaron Hernandez, obviously he couldn't be gay in, under his father's reign. And so he did have, a, I don't want to say a boyfriend, but he had, you know, experiences with another male friend. And they have this male friend on on you know being interviewed I forgot let me see if I can find his name I think he's on here um I swear I found this guy um Dennis Sanchucci and his father Tim Sanchucci which I love Tim Sanchucci that dude's father was hilarious I thought that <laughs> Tim Sanchucci should have had his own had his own episode if anything because he was just laying down the law and I really enjoyed how how self-reflective Tim was, Santucci was, um, alongside his son, um, Dennis. Dennis was um, the quarterback in, I don't know, uh, back in high school for Aaron Hernandez, and he was having a uh, quote-unquote relationship with Aaron Hernandez, and apparently his father didn't find out until he was, you know, in uh, he was a man, you know, he was late 20s, early 30s. And so Tim Santucci, the, the father of uh, Dennis, he, um, uh, his, 
Aaron's boyfriend back in high school, sort of. Um, I thought Tim was a great representation of a progressive father in a way that can be self-reflective, in a way that I was not expecting, you know? He says that, you know, back in the day, I, it, it probably wouldn't have been okay under his household. He wouldn't have understood, you know? Um, but I really enjoyed the the self-reflectiveness that they, they talk about, just sexuality being um, the difficult, uh, difficult trials of being bisexual under a strict household. Um, Ryan O'Callaghan, former offensive tackle of New, uh, New England Patriots, he is probably my most interesting character of, um, he's the most interesting character that is not uh, immediately affiliated with the, uh, the story. He talks about his struggle of being a, a gay man growing up as, you know, a gay young boy, I guess, and trying to almost outdo the, the quote unquote gay aspects of his life instead of being clean cut and superb like quote you you might think they might be um a a really high class uh, metrosexual gay man i guess i don't want to say that all gay men are super uh, uh tight and clean cut and sharp and whatever you know i think that's a sort of a stereotype but that's sort of what he was describing himself as trying to be the the anti he wants to be the the he didn't want to be identified as gay so much that he was going to the links of eating terrible, just treating his body like terrible. He just didn't want to, didn't, he was big because he didn't want to have a girlfriend. So people wouldn't ask him why he's, why he didn't have a girlfriend. Um, he says that it really didn't matter to him because he had planned on uh, killing himself eventually. And that, that uh, that was really difficult to hear, you know, because, I mean, this this guy has been struggling all his life to be kind of uh, the anti straight. He's been he's been fighting being a straight man so hard that it's been this super inner conflict that honestly I could have sat there and listened to another hour of his story. I, I was very interested in this guy. Um, in his struggle, but also the way that he's come to compromise with it, or not even a compromise, but somewhat of an acceptance of it, because uh, I I sort of like to think about it, like, if he did not have that struggle as a young man, he might not have ever gone to the New England Patriots, he may never have gone to play college ball, he may have not have done any of those things, you know? So it, it is interesting how our struggles um, can somewhat end up forming our uh, career path, honestly, and trajectory. And so, uh, let me see. Let me finish finish this up real quick. I've kind of gone a little bit further than I wanted to. Um, We do find out a little bit about the cousin Tanya, which was Aaron Hernandez's cousin, I believe, where they find the evidence of one of the murder cars in there. Once again, sloppy as hell. Definitely don't want to be leaving all that murder evidence everywhere if you're going to be doing that crazy shit. Um, like, it it really didn't make that much sense when it came down to it. Um, second he- episode was heavily focused on college for me, it could have been a little bit shorter. It could have been edited down just a little bit. 
um, football days and Boston murders. Um, the third episode is focused on the court cases and CTE perspectives uh, as well as his sexuality. Um, also, does this does this documentary end on a pun? Uh, at the very end, I think they said that this uh, the caller you've talked to has hung up, and that's I'm pretty sure Aaron Hernandez hung himself. I <laughs> it cuts to black right there. I was like, this better not be a fucking pun right there, because I swear if they're making a pun at the end of a true crime documentary. I swear I will rip it, a new one. But I can't get confirmation on that yet, so I don't want to say that. Um, CTE was lightly touched upon in, uh, what is that Will Smith movie? I forgot what it was called. Uh, concussion, I think. I might have a concussion not remembering it. But um, the, uh, the movie wasn't highly, you know, regarded that much. But it definitely brought... Uh, uh, perspective of what is CTE you know and honestly I was in the dark about what CTE was until that movie and then a little bit more explanation on this movie but I, overall what I found out is chronic tra uh, traumatic anthroesolethropy anthroblethropy oh god I know I didn't say that right but whatever um, is a disease caused by repeated head injuries Symptoms may include behavioral problems, mood problems, and problems with thinking. And the symptoms typically do not begin until years after the injuries. CTE often gets worse over time and can result in dementia. Um, and so there have been studies of... Uh, uh, different uh, NFL players, uh, Mike Guilford, sorry, Frank Guilford, Mike Webster, Ken Stabler, Andre Waters, Junior Seau, Chris Henry, Ralph Wenzel, Ray Esterling, Terry Long. There's a long list of history of uh, CTE in players. And so to find out that 28, was he 27 year old? Uh, 27 year old um, Aaron Hernandez, or was he 28 by then? Sorry, I, normally I have this stuff pulled up, but um, to find out that he had such a, a terrible case of it at such a young age just seems like they should have I don't know, thought about that or something like that. I don't know, but I, I was unaware he was 27. I, he, I was unaware uh, about whether they should have you know, been looking into it because he was such a young man. I don't think that... The majority of CTE cases have been that severe at such a young age, and so, yeah, it uh, it definitely opens our eyes in a way that we were not expecting. We did not expect, obviously, Aaron Hernandez to take his life. We didn't expect him to do to take anyone else's life. Um, Odin Lloyd and his family, obviously, much respect to their entire family and to the victims that we were lost. And uh, the Boston uh, shootings, um, to them as to to them as well, they lost people that had come over to a brand new country, and were murdered for absolutely no reason. They were not involved in any crime, absolutely no wrongdoing, just because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. And so it's um, 
yeah, it, it it's uh, it's saddening in a way, but also it's enlightening from a perspective of understanding what actually happened in the crime. I don't think this documentary fetishizes in the glorification of showing what happened in the crime. Um, as a matter of fact, I kind of felt like the crimes were explained a little sloppily. I they they when they did the reenactments, I was kind of expecting a couple more shots of the you know. Uh, maybe even 3D models of what was gonna what was happening, but I guess that's just a little bit too much. I I don't know. I just felt like I was a little bit in the dark to understanding one the motive, which CTE they seem to say that could have been a motive, but also his bad bad upbringing, bad you know wrong place, wrong time, a couple of those things. Because there were people on the screen that said they didn't agree that CTE was the cause of all this. And so it's like, I don't really know how you're supposed to say anything otherwise. You know, I don't, except for saying that, you know, he's just off his rocker. So it's, everyone wants to point their finger at a specific reason. And so, yeah, I, I think they lay out interesting uh, reasons and causes why he might have committed this. But overall, I found it fairly interesting with respect to the victim's you know, obviously, we wish that had obviously never happened. Um, but yeah, for the sake of the documentary, yeah, it, I, I thought it was um, effective. Thank you for listening to the Luck Dog Podcast. Please check out all the Luck Dog Podcasts on SoundCloud, Google Play, some, uh, all the popular podcast apps that you can think of. We're, we're probably on it. You got the you got the Twitch, you got the Facebook, you got the Instagram. We got a new Discord that we're trying out and trying to get everybody active on there if you want to ask some questions to me personally. Um, the Discord link is down below. Um, we got Discord, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, email. All down below. Questions, comments, concerns. The Lugdell Podcast, gmail.com. We cannot run this podcast without you. If we can improve the podcast before you downvote, before you say, God Dang it, this sucks. <laughs> um, tell me how I can improve. Tell me if I need to get another co-host on. Let me know if I can get some clips to play from the uh, from the show. What? How can I improve? How can I make it more enjoyable for your ears? I'm trying to uh, just have uh, a fresh review out for you just about every Tuesday with uh, maybe a couple reviews sprinkled in between. But generally every Tuesday is when we're releasing them. Um and uh, let me know how I can improve. I, I, that that's what I want to do. I want to podcast and I want to improve. I got lots to say, so let me know the best way to deliver you the product. Thank you for listening to the Love Doll Podcast. We can't do it without you. Aaron had reason to fear for his own life. I wanted revenge. None of it makes sense. The story is not just the Aaron Hernandez story. There's a lot of lives affected by this guy. Had to be shocked for all your teammates. Next question. I'm gonna explode.